Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Non-League Podcast, the last show of 2019, no less. Season's greetings to you all, not least our sponsors, Workforce Dimensions Limited. I'm John Phipps, the reason we're recording this week's show on a Monday lunchtime. And on the line now is a man who I think went to see Father Christmas over the weekend. How was the big fella and what did you ask him for, Matt Gerrard? Uh, I did see him at Leeds Castle, but I didn't see Mark Ricketts, the Brawnwood midfielder that I saw the previous year, even though I was looking out for him. Leeds Castle, very nice. At Christmas, so we saw Father Christmas, who I thought was excellent. Proper beard, did ask a lot of things. We all moved in for the for the even he was quite a, um, caring Father Christmas because we were at a family photo and cuddled Father Christmas, and he did ask, "Is it okay for the kids to cuddle me as well?" So one of those caring Father Christmases. So um, from that point, of view. but he was excellent. The kids asked for a Nintendo Switch, or my youngest did. So we're still humming and ahhing, even though there were a lot of people, including Pete, thanks Pete, said go and get one, and I did play one at the weekend. Ah, well. So, but he gave, all I was playing this game, which was a um, Super Mario one, thinking, I can play Football Manager on this. That's how I kept games in my head. Well, I've got to make sure, is this gift for me or for my children? Surely it's a gift for My wife will that... shout at me if I'm constantly playing Football Manager on it. Isn't it a, a gift for the whole family, though, mate? Isn't that, that is the gift for the golf. But it's quite expensive because you only get two handhelds. And I was speaking to people I was there. He goes, well, if you've got a family four, you've got to buy a couple more little the handle things. And uh, they're quite expensive as well. So it could turn into quite an expensive gift. And I don't want it not being used. So we're still having an hour in, really. Well, I've missed out on all the offers, though, which is a bit of a blow because there were some really good offers. But now, as they difficult to find... I might have to pay top dollar, John, which is what I don't really want to do. Well, no, you never like paying top dollar for anything, do you? No, 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 exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a yellow sticker man. There won't be any yellow stickers on them, I tell you. What? There could be on Christmas Eve, but I won't be doing that. No, exactly. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I, I do understand your, your quandary about the, the price. It is the price of the accessories and the price of games. Do you know what I mean? Like games yeah, are yeah, like that's the other 15, thing, yeah. 20 quid, and now they're like 50 quid a pop. Yeah, of course, we'll get a game free with it if you buy it in a bundle. But that, you know, might be for one of them. So I have to buy the other one a game. Then I've got to play football manager for myself, which again comes back to it. I might get it for myself or the children. So, but the wife was well up for it, but now she's having an hour in. So, again, well, I'll let you know after Christmas if we get one or not. So, um, from that, if I can find one, because I think they are selling a lot of hotcakes. But it was good fun on that game, which, which we played anyway. Well, good on you, mate, I, and I hope you. I hope you managed to get the the right. So apart from that, I didn't ask for anything too well, too much from Father Christmas, but he was an excellent Father Christmas at Leeds Castle. I don't think he, I think he's gone now because he's busy, of course. But it, as always, Leeds Castle is very nice at this time of year. So um, if you were there on Sunday, I hope you had a nice time like we did. Yeah, and I also must just say that I do think it's a tragic uh, time that Father Christmas has to ask permission to cuddle the kids at Christmas. I think that's really, yeah. uh, really, yeah. really But he was sad. very good about that. So he, he did ask numerous times, so maybe um, some people don't like it. No, exactly. Um, so what, you, what, what else are you up to? Well, what's, as it's uh, the last show for Christmas, what, what's Christmas going to be like? Busy? Yeah, we are quite busy. Uh, I'm, it's Monday. I'm off Tuesday and Wednesday from work to use up holiday. So, oh, and that will be trips to the dump. Excitement there. Um, I don't finish work till Christmas Eve. So then we go down on the mother-in-law's Christmas Day. My parents on Boxer now. I'm not doing football this year for the first time in a long while. So, and then around my mates, then football, around somebody else. So basically busy, yeah. So, um, 
I did think that today when I walked in the office because I'm on a week before I go to work, thinking, oh, bugger, I've got another week of work. I'm thinking, if I sound like that now, the, the, the 2nd of January when I return to work, oh, I'll really be, oh, Mr. Misery. So I need to really cheer me up. But, whoa, 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 whoa. I, could, I know what's going to cheer you up on the 2nd of January. What's that? Kent Nolly podcast episode of 105. Oh, oh right, there you go. Yes. Oh, right, could be. That's, well, that, there you go. That's something to look forward to in uh, in the new year. So, yeah, but quick as a quick, because the company I work for shuts down for Christmas and New Year. It's normally a, a nice holiday because nobody's working, so I'm not concerned that people are blowing up the system. So, uh, so yeah. So, yeah, it's just been a nice break, really. So, I think I'm, we'll all do it and um, we'll go from there, really. Yeah, so plenty of eating and drinking. The office have started bringing in so basically i've had a pot full of pringles already this morning which is not good for you really no it's not i'm, I'm busy i've got a busy christmas because we've actually the b&b's really busy so we've got nine breakfasts on christmas and morning. on a monday which i don't think we've done before so what, why aren't we doing it on a tuesday well wednesday tuesday or wednesday or thursday because i am going to bristol for a few days for a christmas visit to visit all right. uh, our friends over in the in the west country so uh, i'm i've do you know i can't even tell you the things i'm doing because it would knacker me out and it would also fill up your whole lunch hour but we've got a very very busy three days and then we've got this back friday uh yeah gonna be lots of eating drinking and, and being merry um and then got to go back uh on and then back on friday and we're kind of straight in we've got three rooms out on friday night so we're going to be w- working straight away we've already done some cleaning to get ahead of ourselves um and then saturday and then we've got a little bit of quiet time sunday uh, and then monday it just all kicks off for, for the whole week of christmas so hopefully we'll get plenty of time to ourselves um but yeah we'll, f- we'll find what a way for christmas uh, I've asked for nothing because I'm 38. Uh, you don't want to, I know you like playing football manager. Would you get a Nintendo Switch and play football manager on it? No, if because I also like I also like having my appendages attached to my body. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which that, I, that is a concern for me as well. Yeah. I can just imagine the the look on on Haley's face when I plugged in a, a console on the big telly in our living room and started playing football manager i can guarantee i wouldn't i probably wouldn't touch the ground on the way out of the back door yeah yeah, so, yeah I'm, I'm with you there yeah so yeah. but there you go yeah. Okay, i might yeah i'll let you know if i if i, if I do get it but i don't want to yeah it's a difficult one <laughs> yeah as we, if, if you have got a partner because i know um Good old Jason Burns from uh, Dave Athletic. Merry Christmas, Jason. Thanks for listening. It's good, good pal. He always says, well, I've got to ask the wife. He always says, what's she going to do? Divorce you? And I think, well, yeah. There is that, but you, sometimes you've got to play a straight bat, I find. Yeah, it's not, it's not about, that. like, it's not the drastic things, but it's just, it's the little things uh, yeah. in these long-term <laughs> relationships. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right yeah. pain. Anyway, it's our 104th episode this week, and that is the number of now that's what I call music CD releases that we've now reached. So two questions for you, Matt. Firstly, can you name any of the artists on the latest one? And secondly, what was your first now? Um, is Deepolito? Is that Deepolito? Is that something? Deepolito? Deepolito? Uh, Deepolito. Are you thinking of Dua Lipa? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That, yeah, is that on there? Uh, they, she, uh, I don't, I don't know, honestly, don't know who they are. Uh, Diplo, that's that's almost close, you can have that. Um, yeah, yeah. it also has such um stars as and apologies to anyone who's fans of any of these people. Um, Joel Corey, AJ Tracy, Georgia Smith featuring Burner Boy, Sam Felt featuring Rani, um. Yeah. 
Lil Tecca and Lil Nas X, they are two separate two separate people. Tiesto and Mabel. I mean, what's going on? I, I have, however, heard of Stormzy. Should it be the Kendall Lee podcast with John Pyle, John Fitz, even featuring uh, Matty G. Jar or something like that? Well, well, maybe we need to change our names. Yeah, I have heard of uh, artists such as Lewis Capaldi, uh, Stormzy, Lizzo. Uh, Sam Smith and Sam Fender who are on this and Miley Cyrus apparently still a thing so who knew uh, you also could have gone gone safe with um, Westlife uh, Matt and also I'm sure you'll probably be very surprised to hear these four artists or, or some of these artists are on here uh, there is a bonus now four throwback so we've got the Style Council UB40 and Level 42 among the uh, acts Two of the bands are um, excellent um one of them, sorry, two of those bands are rubbish. One of them is excellent. I'll decide what you've got it is. On that front, uh, Level 42, terrible. UB40, terrible. I was going to say. So I like a bit of weather. Yeah, I was going to say about that. Uh, so what was your first now CD that <laughs> you had? When the first one came out, it must be 84, 85. So my sister probably would have got it. So it was bound to have um, Glenn Madeira or something like that. <laughs> uh, now... I, I presume they still sell these things, but who the hell... If you've got Spotify or other music things, who thinks, well, I'm going to spend 14.99 or whatever it is on now 104? Clearly, it cannot be selling, surely. Uh, now One, or Now That's What I Call Music, uh, was released on the 28th of November 1983. Uh, the mm. opening track was You Can't Hurry Love by Phil Collins. Paul Young, Wherever I Lay My Hat, That's My Home, was indeed on the list. Yeah, that's uh, that's my that's first that's Now CD was Now 22. Uh, I remember, well, I actually had it on cassette, so we didn't yeah. have a CD, but we weren't posh. Um, oh, your parents, yeah. kids, if you're uh, listening about cassettes. Uh, uh, and I'm just trying to... Uh, what it? year was that? Let's see if I can guess any tunes on there. Uh, I think it was 92, I think. Oh, um, so Shaman, probably. I think the Shaman are on there, yeah. Uh, uh, what was that, Hadaway? Uh, no, a bit... He was a bit early for that. Um, we have got so great songs, great tunes. Uh, Erasure, Take a Chance on Me. Uh, KWS, Please Don't Go. CC Peniston with Finally. Um, Finally, it's uh, that one, yeah. The Shaman, LSI is on there. Yeah. Uh, Ugly Kid Joe. Carter, The Unstoppable Sex Machine. Uh, yeah. On Vogue, Soul to Soul. Uh, George Martin, Elton John, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Uh, right. Jimmy Nail, Ain't No Doubt. Well, there you go. If that doesn't that was number one. Ain't no, no, I don't know that one. Yeah, yeah. So there yeah. you go. What a time to be alive. Exactly. Maybe that, when somebody's doing the Ken on League podcast in 20 years ago, is that 27 years' time? Will they look back on Dear Lipo with her name or what their name is? I don't know what sex they are. I just heard them. Will they say what classic people they are like? Young, Nail, Collins. Exactly. Um, right, well, I was thinking, anyway, we're recording this show at one o'clock on Monday, as we've already mentioned. Uh, as the draw was being made, we'd better leave the FA Trophy until last. But uh, after an absolutely dire day on Saturday, we really don't have too much to worry about. There's two teams in the hat, so we'll keep an eye on... Is it breaking news? Well, we'll keep an eye on the draw. I don't know if it's actually done yet. Um, but the, the rest are all done for. So let's start with the biggest shock result, really, as National League High Flyers Bromley... Uh, finalists two years ago were beaten 3-0 at Dorking Wanderers. We thought that was going to be a tough tie for them, Matt, but uh, perhaps not that tough. No, I think Bromley played their um, quite a strong side, didn't they? There, So I'm, Dorking, we know they've got a bit of bank rolling. We know Jason Pryor, the striker's on decent money. So um, doing well in the National North, National South. 
were probably going to take him that seriously. I thought when we spoke to Neil Smith last week, they were going to, but they've been well and truly rolled over by Dawkins there. And I, I would have thought Neil Smith, is he happy or is he not? I don't really know. So probably left to concentrate on the league. Probably have reached the final at Wembley. So they've done there, been that, move on for them, I would have thought. But I think that the, the concern would be, would be they played the, the main side and they've been absolutely given a, a ripping apart there. Yeah, Dorking Wanderers are a side who've obviously come in and, and spent a bit of money um, at that league. They've, I mean, they've had a phenomenal rise through the leagues. They're doing okay in the National League South this year, but that really was one where you kind of looked at it and thought, oh, didn't see that one coming. No, no, not, not, yeah, not for 3-0, but Neil Smith moves on bigger fish to fry, as they say. Yeah, I'm looking at, I haven't actually seen either of the Kent teams that are still going, but I do know that if Bromley had won that game, they would have been playing Stockport. So perhaps... Maybe that, that was a bit of a blessing uh, for them. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's it's very, very tough. Um, Maidstone United also went out on Saturday with tuning up and cruising, even tweeting that the away team were arguing amongst themselves. And that row the Concord Rangers players had seemed to do the trick uh, as they hit back to win 3-2 and dump the Stones out. Now, we had a debate about the Stones last week. Are they overachieving? Are they underachieving? Well, tuning up and failing to hold on at home is not the sign of a team that's particularly on a high. They've been good at home. I think they lost the first home game of the season against Weymouth and then been unbeaten at home and beaten some decent sides at home as well. So, I still think they're underachieving a little bit. I know you're reading in between the lines. They've still got those players they transfer listed earlier in the season, haven't they? It was still on the books. So, maybe John still hasn't got the squad he wants to work with. But, Concord had a good start to the season but tailed off a little bit. 2-0 up. That, that is a disappointing result because I think the, last year they did quite well in the trophy. Like, to get to the quarterfinals, mate, so they may have done when they played Stockport. So it's a competition I know the supporters would like to do well in, but now they're left to concentrate on the league. But a disappointing result. Um, if they've lost 1 0 late goal Concord, maybe you can put it down to that. But 2 0 up, early doors, and then losing 3 2 is done a real kick in the teeth for Maystone. And a busy time coming up for them. And I think a busy Christmas is an important Christmas for them to see where their season's going. I still believe that they should be doing a little bit better, but I think John Steele's going to work with his squad. Yeah, Mason United would have been at home to either Bath or Scholing had they won that. Uh, Welling United were well beaten at Yeovil. And Dover Athletic decided they would finish their tight Kings in on Saturday, come what way. And so it was that after extra time and penalties, a much changed white side went out. Uh, I bet my co-host is buzzing, especially when I tell him that if Dover Athletic had won, Matthew Gerrard, yeah. Ebbs Fleet United away. Uh, well, we've got, well, we're seeing Ebbs Fleet very shortly, aren't we? So... Um... From that point of view, so that's worked out well. Um, it's one of these things. If Dover had won, yet we turned the corner, um, we're looking forward, looking up rather than down. They've lost throughout the competition. Um, apart from the cost, it's probably to get to Kings Lynn. You haven't made any money. Are we that bothered? Well, I'm still concerned because the players that have come in don't seem to have done themselves any favours either, which is also my concern. I look at that squad, the squad's not strong enough. So, and poor old Stephen Rigg, who can't score during the 90 minutes smacks his penalty against the crossbar and Dover go out and I think there'll be if you look back at the video the goal they've conceded against Kings Lynn from the free kick at the last minute whoever lined the wall up needs shooting and the goalkeeper needs to have a look at himself as well so yeah I, I expected Dover to go out to be honest because Kings Lynn are a decent side but so close but yet so far and Danny Hessenthaler I heard his interview as well sort of uh, insinuated that a few players will be told this week maybe that uh, thanks but no thanks but getting rid of them may be easier said than done did I read as well that Kingsley played a lot of extra time with, with just 10 men as well because they used yeah. all their subs 
Yeah, and Dave could use the the fourth sub rule as well. So, <laughs> Locko scored, Reason scored, players who scored last season. But you got firing strike, misfiring strikers, which is which is a concern. Apparently, Dave should have won the game in the second half. We've seen it out, but yeah. Um, as I said, for a couple of weeks, Dave, we've got a, a big decision to make now. Andy Hessenthaler has been loyal to some of the players. He's admittedly he's brought in. And maybe he's got to tell them that some of them have got to go. They've got a big game against Chorley this weekend. Which Chorley, his form hasn't been too bad. They're pretty tough not to crack at home as well. I know they actually gave with Tom Kim, but could be a nervy afternoon. It's a result that David Leeds needs to get a point out of. A defeat up there could be uh, alarm bells. Alarm bells start panicking, not just in my house. And uh, Adi Yusuf has come in to, to join Dover. He wasn't able to play on Saturday, but he obviously will have had a full week of training. A player we've mentioned a lot on this podcast. He's been on the podcast when he was at Folks in Invicta. Hasn't worked out for him at Dulwich particularly, but he'll be hoping that a move to Dover might help him out. Yeah, um, when we saw him, him and Joe Taylor, we had last week on, um, were a decent partnership for Folkestone. Um, Yusuf, his role will be in to try and get him behind if he would F young, hopefully he'll be fit and take the chances. Decent record at Folkestone, I think a goal every other game. Has he done it at this level four? He's had numerous loans. He's been in the league with Dagenham. Maybe he's got a point to prove. Um, I saw bits of him in that game against Carlisle for Dulwich, and he, I thought he had a half decent game in that. So yeah, we've got we needed some we needed some freshness, and we needed a new striker in. Um, I think it's probably time to throw him in. Really, nothing to lose over the busy Christmas period, and see what he can do. And maybe this could be the, the turning form that Dover can get a striker or a new striker finally in the back of the net. Yeah, as you've already heard, Absolute United did make it through. Alex Reid and Gozio grew on target at Enfield, while former fleet striker Billy Britton had a first-half penalty saved. And I'd imagine Absolute United will be quite happy to have a team from the league below at home in the next round as they host Kingsley and Matt. Yeah, I think Absolute are a little bit better away from home. That's a good professional performance against Enfield. Um, Kingsley, decent side, top of the Conference North. I'm sure Andy Essenzala will be having a word with Kevin Watson, giving him some information when they play each other over Christmas, seeing what they can do from there. But still in the competition, Kevin Watson just wants to get results on his board, um, get that winning habit. I think they'll be happy, happier rather than travelling to Kingsley, which apparently is a bit of a nightmare trip to get to. And as we've seen, not, not a happy hunting ground for Dover, but... That'll be it. They're the only team left, in it? Or do we have a replay from somebody? There is a replay tomorrow night between Tunbridge Angels Tunbridge. And, and Hampton Richmond Borough. Uh, two goals in stoppage time. An amazing yeah. comeback from Angels. Come from 2-0 down to draw 2-2 at Hampton and Richmond. The carrots for them is another team who knocked out a Kent side. Uh, they will be away to Yeovil should they win that game. And I, I'd imagine um, that Steve, Kim, Steve McKim probably wishes that having scored twice in stoppage time, they, like Dover, were finishing the game on Saturday. Yeah, I don't know. How, I presume both sides have got to agree to this. And Dover, I didn't want to. And again, from, on a King's Lynn point of view, if Dover said, "Can we finish it on the day?" They probably thought, "Yeah, that's good. We don't have to travel to Dover, and we might cause a cup shock at home." There doesn't seem to be any other clubs that have agreed to do that. Um, Tunbridge, I'm pleased with Tunbridge going to Yeovil, ex-league club Yeovil. If they can get, um, if they can get past Hampton and Richmond, it is a bit of a trek. It's away from home. Will they make any money? No, but the supporters will enjoy it. Will they get a result? It will be tough. But maybe it's one that Tunbridge to go down there and say, yeah, we'll finish it on the day. Because, of course, getting to the next round, you will lose a few um, game, league games and then, you, then you're playing catch-up in certain situations. But great result. Um, we've seen the Angels lose a few games in the last minute. 
this season, and I'm a big fan, big thing of this. When you swings and roundabout, if you win a game in the 90 minute over the season, you'll lose it, and maybe some of Angels turning it around and extra fitness. And delight for Steve McKim, who's doing a grand job there at Tumbridge Angels, and I hope they can get the trip to Yeovil because I know the supporters and enjoy the day out. Yeah, obviously the draw is not regionalised at this stage. There are some absolutely snorting trips coming up. Uh, Barnet will be going to either Farsley or Accrington. Um, Eastley are at home to either Matlock or Chorley. Uh, and uh, Dagenham Redbridge will have to, or Sutton will go to Notts County. And Maidenhead go to either Bradford Park Avenue or Hales Owen. So uh, the two remaining 10 teams did well there to avoid some of the longer trips. Yeah, when you look at this competition, you think, oh, from a David point of view, what you could have got. If this is what could have happened, you're probably a little bit happy you're out of the competition, but some part of me thinks they need to do that to boost the confidence, and what's that confidence done for you when you haven't won a game again? In the National League South on Saturday, there was just the one game, but Dartford will have enjoyed it. They're just their second home win of the season, beating Billericay 3-2. Two more goals for inform Elliot Romain, um, and, and first winning five for Dartford, but they're moving up the table. Yeah, Elliot Romain, I've seen him in the National League, saw him for Maystone, saw him for talking. I like him. But oh, my concern with him, he was never a goal scorer. He could never finish the chances. He's gone to Dartford. So clearly, Steve King has got into him saying, yeah, you know, you're going to be the man. Is it seven goals in eight games now? I know you've seen him a couple of times, John. Uh, there is a, a player in there. He's very sharp. His movement's good. He puts pressure on defenders and it's working well for him. And maybe it's a, it's a dream move for him at Dartford. Being the main man there, working under Steve King, who we know he's a good manager at this level. And I'm pleased for Dartford. That's a good result against Billericay. I think they're looking up, and I think Steve King's been there, what, a couple of months? Maybe the results haven't been that great, but I think they're definitely moving in the right direction. Looking up rather than over their shoulders, which yeah, is the, yeah. the key thing. Uh, this weekend, it's back to league action for all of our National League clubs. Uh, in the National League, it's Bromley against Eastleigh, Ebbsfleet host Woking, and Dover have got a lovely pre-Christmas jaunt to um, Chorley. Um, think, got... think about the fixtures there. Clearly, last Saturday before Christmas, we were playing a lot of games in... How come Ebsley got Woking just down the road? Probably Eastleigh just sort of down the road. Why don't we got to go to Chorley? There must be somebody else local they can play. Well, I, I know that Dagenham are going to Hartlepool, but I it's, it might be one of those things where the clubs kind of are expecting there's going to be smaller attendances. So would you rather have a game where you're going to get a smaller crowd on that Saturday before Christmas rather than Ebsley Woking could be a big game. You know, if, if that was played in March, you'd probably get a bigger attendance than you will do on yeah. Saturday. Uh, works from yeah, both ways. But I suppose I think it is it, one of these things. If you're at home on first day of the season, you probably get the away game on from that. You got, yeah, I suppose you've got to take this rough with the smooth. But yeah, truly, it's going to be cold, miserable, tough up there for Dover. And yeah, think of me, think of me eating my Christmas dinner if, if truly giving us a talk at Dover. I won't be very happy. <laughs> no, but at least you haven't got to go. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I'm not going. Yeah, that is. Having told me in the week you, you were enjoying going to all these grounds before you get relegated, I'm surprised Charlie's not on your hit list. No, no. Well, I, well, I, 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 we had this conversation. At, um, I am a doom and gloom merchant, aren't I? So I need to cheer myself up. Because, you know, we were at Charlie. I'm there. Come on. Looking at, looking at the league table saying we can get in the playoffs. So how can I change that from being Mr. Misery or can't I? About your team when they lose. I think that's just the way it is, mate. It, you know, it, it's, it's it's football. It's what, it's what people is that, love is about Is that every it. football fan, do you think? I think so, yeah. I think so. Yeah. And this is support Manchester City or something. Well, I suppose Manchester City are a good point uh, from there. I suppose you're Arsenal. You've them there for a bit of a... Yeah. You know he's dying. Yeah, yeah, but I'm always thinking, you know, you could win 5-0 one week then lose 5-0 next week. And 
Never too high, never too low, as we know. But yeah, I'm definitely oh, bugger when we lose. As uh, so we're not here next week, let's also have a quick look at the festive fixtures on Boxing Day. Ebbsfleet are at Dagenham, while Dover hosts Bromley. On the 28th, it's Bromley against Dagenham and Ebbsfleet against Dover. And the New Year's Day, it's reverse of those Boxing Day games. And, and looking at that, I think of the three Kent teams, the one I would want to be the least is Dover Athletic. Yeah, having seen Bromley, how they are organised, will be big and strong and play for set pieces. I would say Dover room for a couple of very tough games and we know Ebsley Kevin Watson's turned it around a bit they do score goals but they do concede them a team going in form a little bit nervous towards those games if I was Neil Smith and Kevin Watson you'd be going at it full power in the first 15-20 minutes against David because you know if you get an early goal they could crash a little bit so we'll know a little bit more on the 2nd of January I'm going to be really happy going back to work on the 2nd of January John I'm going to be even more happy if, if we've lost all those games as well <laughs> exactly yeah. really, I'll, be, I'll be right you have to pick me up on the ground there wouldn't you <laughs> yeah exactly I'll, I'll, I'll probably have to come down yeah, and record the show in person <laughs> Uh, in the National League South on Saturday, it's Dartford against Concord Rangers, Hemel Hempstead against Tunbridge Angels, Maidstone are at home to FA Trophy Heroes, Dorking Wanderers, and Welling go to Wealdstone. Uh, the two derbies on Boxing Day both start at 1pm. It's Welling at home to Dartford and Tunbridge Angels host Maidstone. Then the 28th, it's Dartford against Tunbridge Angels, Eastbourne Borough against Welling, Maidstone United against Dulwich Hamlet, and then New Year's Day, again, the reverse of the, of the Boxing Day games, both three o'clock kickoffs at Dartford and Maidstone um, again Matt Thomas Angel was probably the, the rough ones out there because they've got three Kent derbies in those games yeah but I think what Steve McKim will get into his players I think he has he's played for some of these clubs or he knows the Kentish scenes right get into them get a result and see what they can do I think Maidstone Maidstone Dawkins a perfect game for Maidstone to say right are we are we looking to get promoted because we know how good Dawkins are they know the 3G surface. They'll come there. Defeat for Maidstone will be a bit of a concern for them. That's a tough one. Tunbridge v Maidstone. No love lost between them for the last few years. Probably the first game they've had a new in a couple of years. They've played each other. Um, that should be a cracking game. But Tunbridge and the side looking in better form at the moment. So what a great result we if Angels could knock Maidstone down. But should be some good stuff. And that's why we do the Kent non-league podcast when you see games like that over Christmas. Some absolute crackers there. Yeah, I think if there was one game I was going to go to on Boxing Day, I'd probably try and head up to Tunbridge Angels because I think that would be uh, that would be quite something uh, that game against Maidstone United. As you say not a lot of love, love lost between those sides. Uh, a lot of players have played for both clubs, uh, so that it should be an exciting fixture. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a, the thing is, is the beauty of doing the podcast next time after four league games being played, we're going to have a much clearer picture of where teams yeah. are going because a, a team a, a Tunbridge Angels could get 12 points over the next four games and then look where they'd be well and Maystone as well they could be exactly and I could be using my words about Maystone how where they're going on four wins they're beating Dorking beating Tunbridge beating Dulwich so home games are key for Maystone they need to put a good show on the last two games as you nil-nil lost at the weekend now Big games, you've got to beat your Dawkins, you've got to beat your Dulleges. And if they're going to get anywhere, no disrespect to Sunbridge Angels, they need to go to Longmeat and pick up results. Exactly. Uh, into the Isthmian League then, where the fixtures are going to be loads more fun to work out. And I haven't had time to do it before the recording, so even better. Uh, but we'll start with the results in the Premier Division, where both Folkson and Cray Wanderers were beaten on the road. Uh, Invicta lost 3-1 at Bowers and Pitsy, while Cray shipped 7 at Bognor Regis. Their second away defeat in a row. Although there were two more goals for Joe Taylor, 24 for him, but I'm sure he'd have swapped both of those goals for not sh shipping 7. 
Well, we had the Bogner man on, didn't we? Criticised, well, saying that Bogner were a decent side. Well, they, they smashed five past Margate. Was it six against Margate? Six against Margate. Seven against, yeah, against Cray now. Joe Taylor got a two. But maybe Bogner were the side to, to watch out. A perennial conference south side over the years. That's disappointing for Cray. That's 12 goals conceded in the last two away games when they were unbeaten. Shows that some of the maybe sides, it's a tough old division there. Please for Joe Taylor. We'll have to do a fanfare when he gets his 30. He's getting ever so closer there. But that's, you know, Cray on the outskirts of it in the playoffs for that point of view. But you go to some of these places, they're tough places to go. And Bogner on fire at the moment. Margate were not in action on Saturday. And they were also supposed to be playing in the Velocity Trophy on Tuesday night against Carl Shorten. But that got called off due to Carl Shorten's uh, <laughs> replay in the FA Trophy. Uh, on Saturday, this is we get to the stage now in the uh, Ismail League where... We never know when teams are playing or not. So on Saturday, of the three Kent teams in the Premier Division, only Margate are playing. They are at home to Leatherhead. Uh, and then that we've was got... a rear range game as well, because they weren't supposed to be playing. Yeah, and then Boxing Day, it's Folks and Victor against Margate. That's one definitely to go and see. Uh, Leatherhead are in the county again as they face Cray Wanderers on Boxing Day. Saturday the 28th, no games for either of our teams. And then January the 1st, again, it's not uh, the usual repeating the fixtures from the previous game. That would be far too simple. Uh, although there is virtually a full programme uh, on, on New Year's Day. Margate against Cray Wanderers uh, at Hartsdown Park. Big game. Joe Taylor will be looking forward to that one as well. Uh, while Folks and Invicta... Hey, you have a few beers, can You've got far to travel. Exactly. And Folks and Invicta are also on the road. They go to Merstham on New Year's Day. So I've managed to find all the fixtures in there, which wasn't a bad start. Good work, mate. Thanks, mate. Much appreciated. Uh, into the Nash, into the uh, Eastman League South East Division uh, on Saturday. Great result for Ashford United. They beat the leaders, Hastings United, by one goal to in front of 322 at Homelands uh, as well. There were there are more people than that at uh, Burgess Hill uh, on Saturday, where they saw their side beat Faversham Town by three goals to one. Uh, it was Herne Bay nil, Hayward Heath nil. Hive Town 3, VCD Athletic nil. Much needed win for the Cannons. Uh, new signings, Danny Walder and Sam Blackman among the goal scorers. Phoenix Sports uh, beat Cray Valley by two goals to nil. It was Ramsgate 1, Whitstall Town 1. Whitstall finished the game with 10 men. Ramsgate also missed two second half penalties. When your luck's in, your luck's in. Uh, and for Ramsgate, it's very much a case of luck out. Uh, it also finished Whiteleaf 1, Sevenoaks Town 1 in that division. Uh, there are fixtures on Tuesday night. Uh, in the... Sam, going back, Sam Blackman, is he the one at Dartford, wouldn't he? Was he yes. injured? Yeah, on loan from Dartford. Was, injured, was he injured in August? I think so, yeah. Previous August. I, it's been a I while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so I thought he was out for a longer than that, but he coming in, you can see what Steve Watkin, you know, Danny Walder, the player who's played on Conference South, what players he can attract there. So they're giving Steve Watt a decent budget. Once he can get players, his players in, you can see him there. That was a good result against VCD, I have to say. But poor old Ramsgate, they've got big problems. <laughs> yeah, they certainly have. On Tuesday night, there are some games. Depending on when I actually get around to editing this, the scores may have appeared. But it's Chichester against Ashford United, uh, Hayward Heath Town against Sittingbourne. Uh, now, I'm really going to start stressing because I've got to try and work out the South East Division fixtures over the Christmas period. So, Saturday. <laughs> I've also just noticed, in fact, that on Saturday... Um, I did say that neither Folkestone or Cray are playing. That's an absolute lie because they're both playing their very important Velocity Trophy Cup games. Folkestone in Victor against Bognor Regis Town and Worthing against Cray Wanderers. Saturday before Christmas. In um, a gate of, well, Cray really want to go to Worthing. Oh, well, Christmas party in Bright afterwards. It's one, place to go. A 1.30 kickoff as well. So please don't miss that one. Um, right, so on Saturday... They must be having their Christmas party in Brighton afterwards. I'd imagine so, yeah. On Saturday, um, 
in the Southeast Division. It's Cray Valley PM against VCD Athletic, East Grinstead Town against Seven Oaks Town, Ramsgate against Hythe Town, and that's it. <laughs> and then on Sunday, it's Phoenix Sports against Sittingbourne. On Boxing Day, there were just three games in that division, and one of them doesn't involve a Kent team, but it is Faversham Town against Herne Bay and Whitstable Town against Ashford United. On the Saturday, in between Christmas and New Year, uh, we have... Sittingbourne against Ramsgate is the only fixture. There is a game on the Sunday, VCD Athletic against Phoenix Sports. And then on New Year's Day in that division, again, just a smattering of fixtures. Ashford United at home to Three Bridges. Uh, Herne Bay against Whitstable Town. High Town against Faversham Town. And Seven Oaks Town against Cray Valley PM. Um, I, I, I've, they've had high there. They had a good result on the weekend. They're not playing now. From... They're playing Saturday, and then they're not playing again until New Year's Day. Right. So the game... Oh, I should have asked Father Christmas about this, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Father Christmas, can you please put out an official list for the Ryman League, or whatever it's called, the Bet Victor League, because it's an absolute farce. Would, I'm sure people like Steve Watt, we want to be playing games at that point. You're on a bit of a roll. Everybody else is playing, maybe well, sort of playing. Yeah, from that point of view. So it seems an absolute... Well, I presume the clubs must have voted for this. Well, I think they get asked, don't they, if, they, if, they were, if they'd rather have some days where they don't want a fixture. But for me... Boxing Day is, is, is a big thing and, and you know, that there's not many games on Boxing Day. There will be blokes, maybe women too, absolutely pulling their hair out Boxing Day, thinking, I want to go to a game and get me out of here. I want to go to a game and, and they won't have the option. So you'll have to dart down to Faversham or Whitstable uh, or Folkestone if you want to see some action on, on Boxing Day in the in the Isthmian League. It's, it's very, very strange. Yeah. We start again. I've got him gone. Well, we need to get somebody who talk who knows about fixtures on this show because I always moan about it and I've got no reason for moaning about it. And there might be a valid reason, but the Christmas seems a bit of it strange. So, yeah, if you do get to a game, please let us know. I hope you enjoy it over Christmas. Yeah, maybe you need a, a good diary system to work out where he's playing. Where last year I did a spreadsheet about all these games, but I've not got around to it this year. Uh, into the scaffold then. Um, where there was a big result on Saturday lunchtime. Beerstead beat Beckenham Town by two goals to one, uh, coming from behind to win that game. Uh, Irith Town were beaten 2-0 at AFC Croydon. Uh, the games between Canterbury City and Wellingtown and Corinthian and Chatham Town were both postponed. Crowborough beat K-Sports 2-1. Uh, 1-0 defeat for Deal Town at Fisher. Glebe hit six past Greenwich Borough. See Stacey Long with two of the goals there. Toby yeah, Toby Ajala too, Jamie Philpot and an own goal. Not bad, not a bad uh, squad that they've that got a, there. That, that top end of the National League. <laughs> Players in their day banging in. How old is Stacey Long these days? I don't know. So he must be your age, isn't he? I don't. I, do you know what? I'm going to Google him right now. Because um, he was at Epsley, wasn't under um, Dale McMahon, but maybe 34. He's 34, oh, yeah. So he's. he's uh, yeah. He's probably doing a job. Well, he's clearly doing a job for Glee, but. I'm surprised. I think he, I don't know what he does. He's a, I'm sure he's in some sort of academy system, isn't he? So maybe he hasn't got time to, to put his full efforts in back to football. But um, yeah, some absolute goal scorers there. Toby Ajala used to play for Dover in the National League. So there you go. Unbelievable. Uh, Lords would beat Tunbridge Royals 2 0. Uh, Punjab United were beaten 3 1 at home by Hollands and Blair. And Sheppey United in their day where they gave all the money to charity. 251 people turned up and they saw Sheppey United hit. Five as they beat Irith and Belvedere. Uh, There's some goal scorers in there, though. Rob Dennis. He's been round the houses. And Martin Amici, he's played league football. Yeah. Harrison Carnegie, his name rings a bell from somewhere. And Hitchumikazan, who's the sitting ball legend. So there's some, 
some goal-scoring legends in the scaffold this week, this, uh, this week, I have to say. Exactly, right into the scaffold fixtures then. Uh, no Boxing Day games at all in this league, which, to be honest, I find much simpler than anything else. They're just playing on the Saturdays. Uh, so Saturday this week, Beckenham Town against AFC Croydon. It's Crowborough against Punjab. Deal against Lordswood. Irith and Belvedere against Chatham. Irith Town against Fisher. Greenwich Borough against Beersted. Hollands and Blair against Glebe. K Sports against Sheffield United. Tunbridge Wells against Canterbury. And Wellington against Corinthian. Uh, and then they don't play again until Saturday the 28th. Uh, when it's Beerstead against K-Sports, Canterbury against Deal, Chatham against Sheppey, Irith and Belvedere against Glebe, Irith Town against Beckenham, Greenwich Borough against Wellington, Lordswood against Hollands and Blair, Punjab United against Corinthian, and the A26 derby between Tunbridge Wells and Crowborough. So a couple of home games for Tunbridge Wells there in a row as well, which is uh, probably quite nice uh, for them at this time of year. Uh, into the first division of the scaffold, we'll just run down the results very quickly. It was Brighton Ropes 2, Snodland Town 2, FC Elmstead Neil Stansfeld 2, Forest Hill Park 2, Rochester United 1. Greenways hit back from 2-0 down to win 7-3 in their home game with Lewisham Borough. Uh, Holmeser against Meridian VP was called off. It was Lidtown 1, Croydon 2, Rustall 1, Kennington 0 and SC Thamesmead 1, Sutton Athletic 1. I think there's four promotion places uh, from that division this season. So, uh, But might be wise to actually have a quick look at the table and, and kind of see how that's all shaping up in the first division. So Rochester United still top of the table with 35 points from 19 games. Uh, however, everyone below them has played significantly fewer games than them. Uh, so Rustle have got 32 from 15. Holmesdale have got 32 from 15. Elmstead have got 29 from 17. Kennington in 5th, 27 from 15. Uh, and then Croydon in 6th, 26 from 15. Stansfeld in 7th, 25 from 15. So uh, that's another one of those league tables, Matt, where everything's still very much up in the air. Yeah, we would have thought. Croydon probably played at the higher level can probably get through on there. Rochester United uh, doing okay, but played games in hand, score goals, but they do concede them as well. Well, Holmesdale on the side, only nine goals conceded in 15. Maybe they're the side to uh, watch out for, but we'll keep an eye on that. Back to my boys, Lidtown. My mate's been injured again and they lost again. Well, I don't, we're still waiting for who the manager should be there, so um, I don't know if they've announced it, Lid, but they are looking for a new manager after uh, the long-serving manager stood down. So, um, but yeah. Hopefully a better 2020 for Lidtown. Well, it's at least five defeats in a row for them in the league at the moment. So, uh, yeah. they, you know, but they... They might make back in mid-defence, don't they? Well, they do, yeah, because they've conceded 46 goals and only uh, Kent Football United at the foot of the table have conceded yeah. more. So, uh, right, but that's pretty much it for this week's show. Um, I suppose as we come to the end uh, of the calendar year, Matt, what, what's been your highlight of, of 2019 from a Kent non-league perspective? Um... I enjoy doing this show, John. Enjoying speaking to lots of different people about how their clubs are doing. Um, delight for Neil Smith. He's had a great year. Can they do it next season? Dover, good, you know, good first half of the season. Good half, first half of the year. Did well to stay up. This season, I'm a bit of doom and gloom, but hopefully that will turn around. Ebbsfleet, hopefully they've got some um, places on the horizon. They've got their problems off the field. But all in all, our Kent sides doing well. Neil Cugley, what a job he's doing at at focusing Victor, I think that'll be an achievement and a half if he can get them into Conference South. So, as I say, manager of the year, got to go for Neil Cugley. He still keeps going on and on and on, doing a fantastic job. And what an achievement if he can get focused and promoted. And what about a player of the year then, if you're doing a manager of the year? Well, Joe Taylor. We've had him on last week, banging in the goals. Confident that he must have calendar year, he's banged in 
must be 35 plus for for, for Cray. So yeah, we'll, we'll go for Joe Taylor. Local boy made good. I think he could be playing at a higher level, and I hope he can do that with Cray. Yeah, I'd say probably my highlight of 2019 has got to be Tunbridge Angels getting promoted. I think it was a long time coming. They had to do it the hard way. Um, but by all accounts, they did They did a great job um, in the way that they, they got promoted by winning the super playoff against Met Police. And yeah, it's been a, a, a tougher start to the season, but they, they kept faith in, and they seem to be moving in the right direction. So I think um, for me, it's going to be that's got to be one of the highlights as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, hopefully we can get some promotions next season as well or um, from the higher leagues or at least a bit more success in the playoffs. So it's always a lot of clubs out there uh, scrimping week to week in sometimes to find it. But we've got a real hotbed of football here in, in, in the Kendon League circle. So good luck to them and Merry Christmas to all our teams and thanks for coming on and helping us in 29. Make the Kendon League podcast the number one football Kenton League podcast in the county. <laughs> yeah, um, also, it's also the end of the decade. Um, oh, blimey. Without assuming, I'm going to put in some clips now. Fish, clear the ball up to Birchall. Birchall, great touch again. Goes wide to Baker. Baker with the blue boots. Back to Birchall. Birchall uses his strength. Goes past Payne quite easily. Still Birchall. Birchall still there. Birchall with the shot. What a goal by Adam Birchall. He scored for 10 consecutive games. This time he scored for 25 yards. Dover in front. Dover chilling a deal. Dover one. Great play by Virgil. Another foul comes in. Charles into the penalty area. Shot comes in. Good save by Julian. Could go anywhere. Charles is there. Charles falls over. Shout handball. Ajaxon. 2-0 Dover. What a goal by Ajaxon. This is dream new stuff for Dover. Ajaxon left footed in the corner of the net. 27 minutes gone. Chilling a deal. Dover two. And I reckon that is your highlight of, of the last 10 years in Kent non-league football. That's got to be uh, Adam Virtual whacking it in against Gillingham, isn't it? Correct. That is what I'll be putting in there. That commentary, of course, from BBC Radio Kent. And uh, these other goal on that, which is probably in there as well, was also used as the titles for the non-league show uh, back in the day. Yeah, back, so, in back, the day. back in the day, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah so what, what, what will the next decade bring to us, apart from uh, probably... Bigger belly for me, if I expect. And apart from that, yeah. So, 2020 is mental, isn't it? I'll speak next time I speak to you. It'll be 2020. You would, That's not technically true, that. is it? Sorry? It's not technically true, is it? But, yeah, yeah. Within within this circle. Oh, right, okay. We might we might not have anybody <coughs> listening to our radio camp chat on a Monday. Oh, that's Do you true. Do you think we taking any any of our loyal 400 or so listeners? Do you think they? Monday night, <laughs> listen to us too as well. Do you think? Well, I don't, I'd like to think so. I think you know, if you if you if you like this, you might as well listen to Radio Kent as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we've got you in on this program, yeah, you surely should listen to that one as well. Yeah, but twenty twenty, we're back in nineteen ninety two when you got your now what I call music, whatever it was, twenty two. So you probably thought twenty twenty was years ago, and you probably thought we'd all be flying cars and stuff like that, didn't you? Well, yeah, it's I suppose the things people say, don't they, that you know. 1990 is 30 years ago and it's yeah. like that just that just blows my mind because like it still seems like it was italia 90 is 30 years ago next year yeah but you think about that when you think 30 years, that's 1960 and you, you, the world has changed the world has changed a lot since 1990 to be honest but yeah well we're getting a bit you know sniffly now thinking about the bygone days john we're gonna look to the future as our, one of our kent sides gets promoted to the football league 
one of them hopefully stays up because otherwise I'll be very depressed. <laughs> We're looking on, aren't we? We certainly are. Uh, Matt is doing a radio show without me on Monday night. Uh, he's got Adrian Pennick in the studio and he's been talking about the best books uh, to get. So do if you've not if you've not already listened to it, do find it on the BBC Sounds app. Uh, next Monday we're doing a sort of uh, review review of the year from a sort of sporting thing. We're also on the radio, uh, not live, uh, on <laughs> Christmas night at nine o'clock, and we're also doing a best of the radio show uh, on Monday the thirtieth of December. But basically we're going to just not speak to each other uh, apart from on next Monday until the new year because you know we we spend a lot of time talking to each other and it's not yeah. that you know we don't like each other but you know sometimes you just run out of things to say don't you mate is it fine what are you saying <laughs> sometimes you run out of things to say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no no it's a pleasure speaking to you how many times 35 40 times probably yeah a lot, a lot of shows this year but thanks to all our loyal listeners who've yeah. uh, listened in again yeah and we look forward to 2020 yeah, follow us on uh, Twitter at Kent NL Podcast, on Facebook at Kent Non League. I'm at John Phipps 81. Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. On Saturday, I'm going out to watch a football match. I'm going to Dartford against Concord. Uh, Matt, you said you'll, I guess you've got Saturday off, have you? And then. Well, I presume so, yeah. So I think I'm going to London, depends on whatever it is. So, but again, I'm back for Epsley against Dover, then Bromley against Dover. So the next couple of games, so then, it, then it all keep quietens down and back in the new year so uh, yeah looking forward to it nice break for everything and uh, yeah yeah go from there and will I have a Nintendo Switch that's the question that's on everybody's minds when it comes to the 2nd of January exactly I can't wait to to find out myself whether you've got one or not but thank you everybody for listening uh, not just to this week's show but for the whole year over uh, the course of 2019 we do really really appreciate it hope everybody listening has a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year and we will speak to you very early in 2020 I want to stuff my face in more Pringles. <laughs>